I am unashamed. What about you? So I am uh, officially back from the Bahamas. I had an excellent vacation in the Bahamas. I heard I was thrown under the bus, uh, of course. It's, of course, most of the feedback I was getting while y'all were doing the podcast was stuff like, well, they, Jay said he couldn't understand why I would go to the Bahamas during duck season. Apparently, Jason's never been to the Bahamas. No, I haven't. To which I would reply, that is true. So you don't know. Well, you've been to Cancun, haven't you? I did an event in Cancun, yeah. so it wasn't like I went to Cancun to hang yeah. out. I went there, did the event, <laughs> and guess what I said to myself? I'll never be back. <laughs> and if I am, bring your Bible See, and your wife. You I were, feel the same You way. were telling yeah. the biggest fat lie in the world because <laughs> you and Missy went with me and Lisa one time to Cancun. We played golf all week. We had a great time. Al, there was an event. There that, was no, no, no. You went to the event. That was some other thing. You didn't have an event when you went with us. You went to play golf and hang out. The older this group crew gets, the less the memory <laughs> is realized. I remember I having a what, conversation. I said, I'm not going to Cancun. And Missy's like, <laughs> They're paying you to go. Let's make a trip out of it. All right, so the audience will know the next time we have Missy on, we'll we'll settle this one right up. And I know exactly how this is going to turn out. There's nothing wrong with my memory. I'm taking privileges. I'm on top of things. The memory. I'm taking Omega XL. Me too. So is Dad. Does that help your memory? I, I don't know, but it helps my joints. I'm sure they sell something out there that helps your memory. <laughs> All right, so we got so since we're back new and and duck the first <clears throat> split ended yesterday. So for those of you unfamiliar, I don't know if is it like this in every state or just Louisiana where there's a split in the duck season. That's all different state by it's state. Okay, mm-hmm. they have, so in Louisiana we hunt for a couple of weeks, then there's a couple of week break, and then we basically go the rest of the way through January. So we're in what's now called the first split, which is no hunting. So, so we had Stone. He just happened to be passing through to clean some deer. And I said, so I want to get a report uh, of what happened for the last two weeks because I don't know how much – I know we talked about some on the podcast, but I figured with Stone here we could get some straight answers. I never know. <laughs> you and Dad tend to – It was like a them. bottle rock. The season, <laughs> here's my analysis. It was like a bottle rocket. <laughs> Boom, and then it just <laughs> – it fizzled. <laughs> the last day. <laughs> it was it was like a cheap fireworks show. That's what yeah. <laughs> the last day, there was just three of us left, me, Burley, and Phil. They just started dwindling. Because the yeah. first couple of days, I mean, you just about had to offer money to get a seat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were people in every direction. Oh, we had a hanging outside the blind on opening day. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. we were thinking about renting a bus just to get the people down there for opening <laughs> I day. I was having yeah. this. We were sharing spots just to get out and shoot. But but it was a lot of ducks the first oh, few yeah. days. Opening day jitters. It's always there. So, but <laughs> but overall, we we did. We ate a lot of ducks in the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Well, that's been the best discovery. Tell us how you're making. Have you already done that? Well, you know what was your line when you're a serial duck killer. That's what I said. You need to know how to cook them and eat them. That's right. Yeah, as as good as possible. So we, I, I, I figured out how to fry up duck without it tasting like duck. That's right. And that's that's the key. It is the key because the duck has got a like a livery. So quickly, flavor. three things that to to prime them. <clears throat> but pre, go pre, through, pre yeah, go right. through the process. Number one, breast the duck. Number two, tenderize the breast thoroughly. Number three, but, put it put it in a saltwater brine overnight. But when do you cut them in strips? After the, oh, after the first brine. All right, so you you 
You have the breast. You yep. put them in the salt water. Well, you tenderize them. How long? No, no. Tenderize them first. Right. Tenderize them. Clean them. Dad, tell them about that. Is there a you have a, like a tool you use? Yeah, right? it's, it's a, a little, sharp knife. It's got a bunch of little sharp knives that come it out. It looks like it's some a, form of torture. It's like a shredder. <laughs> it's a yeah. shredder. You peel the feathers with the skin intact. Yep. back yeah so nothing but breast can go down next to that's right, right. The middle yeah. middle of the duck bone their chest bone i learned a lesson left with that utensil by the way don't when i was trying to figure out yeah how don't, to put, uh, don't make sure there's no body part that's on right. either yeah. side i learned the hard way with, with i did that the same thing, thing. Yeah. i just pump blood just start pouring out <laughs> yeah. my yeah. thumb so anyways tenderize into the saltwater brine overnight take it out the next day rinse them off cut them into strips put them back in a buttermilk brine. Just straight buttermilk. Straight buttermilk. Back yeah. in the fridge, overnight Like again. in a plastic bag, it's easy to put Zip them in there. Ziploc. Ziploc bags. Of, pour a cup of, of, uh, <laughs> of milk in there. Yep. You know. No, buttermilk. Buttermilk. Okay. Buttermilk <clears throat> and, just, and just, you know, roll them around a little bit yep. and let them sit. So yep. this is a two-day process. This is a two, two and a half day. By the way, day this three. is what you have to do so what to make a duck edible, three? by the way. What happens on day three? On day three, you take them out, put them in a strainer in the sink. Then then take your fingers that are soaked in buttermilk, put them in a silver bowl, sift your flour on them. I'm sorry. I missed a step. Yep. Take your sour cream Uh-oh. on you top. Put, and not egg wash. Sour cream in there. I with, would with say the a, a heaped up kitchen spoon. I'd say about three. Well, it depends <laughs> on how many. How many? You just want a good coat of sour cream on all your strips. Oh, so that's helping hold your flowers. Oh, so batter. you don't use eggs? No eggs. Well, that's incredible. Oh yeah. The well, what happens if you trade the the egg for? I mean, the sour cream for egg. Well, it's, it's not as it's not a, as crunchy. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. Sour, with the who sour. told you this? I learned that from John Godwin of all people. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Godwin didn't get that size by not understanding. So how do you how do you how do you prime? What do you prime? So you get your peanut oil, hot hot. I'd say three seventy five at least. Hot peanut oil, and then you sift your flour. Put enough flour to get everybody dry. Roll them out. Roll yep. them out. Drop them into grease. Brown them, I'd say, a minute and a half tops. Yep. They start floating. You get them out and then dust whatever seasoning you want on them while they're wet. Because there's no seasoning on them. Right. So, right. Little, so a little salt and black pepper never hurt anything. Never a little Cajun. little Cajun seasoning. Little, little Phil How seasoning. How spicy you want them. There Phil, was no Robertson Phil Robertson seasoning. seasoning. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. my favorite. But there was no, because I was shocked. You you tried to get me to come down there for two or three days, but I was like, eh. I mean, I like the teal and wood ducks on the grill. Yeah. Yeah. And everything else I give to people. Right. Around for the, food. the Twin right. Cities. But when you came up on this, you were like, no, I'm telling you, this is good. And I have to admit, there was no gaminess or livery mm-hmm. flavor whatsoever. And you, yeah. you didn't just do teal and wood duck. What what are some of the ducks there you did? There was some pintail in there. Those three pintail you got Gadwalls. all excited about. Yeah. They were in there. Yeah. It, it, it literally is a way to eat <clears throat> most most of the ducks. I That's mean, right. Yeah. Which is really incredible. It was kind of a what I would call a happy accident. <laughs> Because you just discovered this last year because we yeah. run out of meat. Yeah. We had people coming. Jay's kind of scrambling around. He had some, you had some something in the fridge, brining. So you thought, oh, I'll try this. So if yeah. the audience yeah. is listening, what they're thinking is, so what would you call this? That ducks are brined in salt water and buttermilk and then sour cream rolled together. A lot of flour. You got to have two, two whole canners of plenty of flour. So they'll they'll all get coated. Yeah. Do that. Have it. Basically, I would call them 
duck tenders because tender yeah. is tender yeah. i'm accentuating tender oh, they're really tender well oh. the tenderizer was the contributor so i think there's a couple of we could say gotcha. stones mm. duck tenders or stones duck fries because they're kind duck of fries. Duck, duck, yeah. fingers. Duck, duck fingers duck fingers i felt like though when i ate them after i ate a dozen that it you <laughs> after needed, your first dozen <laughs> after the first dozen i felt like it needed a salve to dip into, and I'm not oh, a big salve. I make a duck salve to go with it. It's just mayonnaise, horseradish, yeah. Worcestershire, and some seasoning. But you have way too much mayonnaise. When I saw that, but Jace won't eat mayonnaise. Well, you had a pound of mayonnaise. I'm like, I'm uh, out on that. Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking a different salve. No, of sauce. I think it's a good little sauce. Yeah, yeah Phil likes it. Yeah, it's good sauce. I don't like. We can't do anything about your idiosyncrasies. What was in that sauce again? <laughs> mayonnaise, horseradish, Worcestershire, and whatever seasoning. Yeah, yep. dip, dip your tenders over in there, yeah. mm-hmm. and they'll literally melt in your mouth. I mean, you're not chewing like no, not at all. If you follow yeah. what he just said, you do that. It is a terrific way to eat ducks. But chew easily because you don't want to bite down on a. On a pellet. And by the way, a 90% of the ducks that I've cleaned this year had number sixes in them. And by the way, hey. 90%. This, now I ate all yes, the he. fingers of this duck season. <laughs> and I, I was like Jace when he said he ate 12. He this was talking about there's three fingers on each side. Three three fingers. Three on the left breast, three on the right breast, the part of the duck. Yeah, that, that gives you one duck. Yep. You can always, if you want to keep... The rest of the duck and boil them for gumbos and Keep stuff. For the gumbo. it, they're just ducks without breasts, yeah. which we don't put in a gumbo anyway. We put, put the, the legs and the fat, the legs and the thigh. Right. So mm-hmm. you still have that for gumbo. So you can you can save a lot of money if you <laughs> yeah. just. Well, we yeah. ate them. Well, y'all ate them every day. Yeah. But back to the point at hand. Now, who who were the parties <laughs> shooting? Was there any twenty gauge well, uh, this uh, year? Oh, oh Sai shoots number fours. Phil shoots number threes. Uh. The nurse man, he's shooting number threes, and there's two men shooting number sixes, me and Jace. Oh, I didn't know that. And so you're saying 90% of the pellets. <laughs> nine, nine out of ten. <laughs> those, out of ten. Those, of you watching the, those of you watching the podcast just saw Dad's arrow of arrows. I mean, that could put Missy to shame, the arrow. That Who, who's the best shot always comes forth somewhere? Uh, by the only the one who's cleaning them, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for years, I was trying to figure out it's all about how many we killed. No, it ain't about that. It's about who killed what. Well, Sai's si yeah. gone on record saying if we all had different colored shots which they actually make uh, oh, those. They do make them. he said boys don't you don't want to do that and i was like well i thought you were the one wanting to know who killed what he said no if, they, if we do that they're, they're gonna come down here and put me under the jail back when we were shooting uh i've seen Sai when we had like a lot of ducks on the table we cleaned them and Cy was, was telling them touting 16 gauge over 12 gauge, 16. <laughs> yeah. And he would look at the duck. He said, oh, let me give you an example. There's one. He'd look at it. He said, 16 gauge. He looked at 16 gauge. <laughs> but he was just looking at He had it down to gauge. What gauge? <laughs> I looked at it. Well, what are you shooting? He said, 16 gauge. <laughs> yeah. This is also the same man that we put while he was asleep in the blind. We put three shells in his gun filled with baby powder. 
of which he discharged all of them, and then claimed he went three for three. I was like, you shot baby powder. He said, well, they might have died from a heart attack, but every time I pulled the trigger, there was a white cloud. Well, that's, and they died. that's what and that size always said. All I can say is, boy, of course, he's always standing next to dad through the years. Yeah. All I can say is, boy, is every time I pull the trigger, something fell. Oh, and dad yeah. said, it may have something to do with who you're standing next to. Yeah. <laughs> so I get hot oh, about it. Oh, he does. He does. But, that's you know, that, that's part of the fun. And over the years, and uh, we laugh about it now, but but I, I've noticed nowadays, well, it's not about they, those ducks got away. We can't think that way anymore. The ones that got away. Now it's just thank the Almighty that we're here duck hunting. Yeah, yeah. it's well, turned yeah. into survival. That's well, right. it is, and there's no doubt that <clears throat> the blind grows more geriatric every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah, When they start pulling in the oxygen bottles with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed two things: wheelchairs and oxygen yeah. bottles yeah. have made their. Appearance uh, this year. I guess whenever the uh, American Disabilities Act begins to apply <laughs> yeah. to our dublines. But y'all yeah. have done well with old Si because he's huffing and puffing, you know, the old lungs, not what they were. Oh. But y'all get, get him a chair ready and we just get him seated. Hey, Sorry. hats off to Stone. Stone Stone brought Si back to life because after COVID, he's about ready to go on to heaven, but he's, now he's enjoying life. Well, maybe the Almighty did this. So, you know, it's oh, happened yeah. before. There was a guy named Lazarus. Yeah. So, <laughs> he has had quite the resurrection. Oh, he's, he's so doing So I guess great. in the last few seconds, uh, <clears throat> Jay, I'll mention, because our, I used to call it our sister podcast, but since we're all males, I guess it's our brother podcast, mm-hmm. is the Duck Call Room. And I know a lot of people watch both. Mm-hmm. and think highly of both. So uh, just mm-hmm. as a plug for you guys to keep doing what you're doing in the duck car room, because it's a lot of fun. Who, who's yeah, on y'all's podcast? Well, Martin, uh, Johnny D, Cy, they're the regulars. Me and Godwin and Macmillan rotate every third, oh, really? every third episode. Who does most of the talking? Who do you think? <laughs> I I have no idea. Cy? Oh, Cy and Martin. Oh. Cy and Martin. Well, because yeah. yeah. you know how, I mean, Cy is going to tell tales, and Martin knows everything. Yeah. And, uh, Martin has the gift of gab. He no does. Doubt. He does. And we had him <clears> on <throat> here, and he was great uh, recently. It was, I was so glad we had him, kind of told his backstory to Unashamed, mm-hmm. so we needed to have him. Have, has the subject of me and Cy playing cards together come up? Oh, yeah. What did he say? He's in full-blown denial. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, somebody, and, somebody sent me word that, you know, I need to laugh more. And I said, well, if I find something to laugh about, I'll laugh out loud. But I haven't seen anything that funny out of this bunch. <laughs> Phil needs a hug. I've been laughing ever, ever since I've been sitting in this chair. On your way out, give yeah. Phil a hug. No, uh, no I ain't doing yeah. it. <laughs> well, you, you know, my, my daughter gave him a hug one time and he went, hey. <laughs> I'm not the most lebby dubby man around. I'll, I'll admit it. Oh, good old Phil, soft and fuzzy. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Stone. All for right. The I'm going to go clean your deer for you. All right. So, Jace, I mentioned going to the Bahamas. One of the things I missed was my own bed. You know, when you travel, that's the one thing you wish you could take with you, but it's too too big to fit in your suitcase or, you know, fit in the, I guess, the hull, the bottom of a plane but another thing is not just your bed but the sheets that go on your bed we talk a lot on this podcast about a company called bowl and branch and i have to say lisa and i were using these sheets long before they were sponsors of the podcast they're it's a great product it was a husband and wife team uh, scott and missy tannen 
that founded this started a new standard in bedding, and now other people are trying to catch up to them. Really good signature hem sheets are their all-time bestseller. They're soft, lightweight, made with 100% organic cotton, and they feel great, and they got a lot of different colors. You're going to enjoy them. Treat yourself uh, to bowl and branch sheets. And um, it's a great gift, too, by the way. If you order by 1219, you get a guaranteed delivery by Christmas. So the best deals of the year going on now from 12-6 to 12-8, promo code Robertson at Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L and Branch.com. That's Bowl and Branch.com. Use the promo code Robertson. Exclusions may apply. Check them out. So um, it's always good to have Stone on the podcast. He's, uh, you know, Stone's funnier than he, he's always got a demeanor, kind of the old, you know, middle school coach demeanor, but he's, he's got a pretty funny side. Last night we had, Jace, we had a big oyster feed oh. at my house and uh, for Appreciate Alex's birthday. Yeah, that, you missed out on that. Yeah. It was char-grilled oysters. Gimber came over. Dad got some of the some of the raw ones. They, they were, were delicious. delicious. Yeah. You know, in, in Louisiana, in November, December is oyster time. You know, it's when they're at their best. You yep. usually get that good salt brine on them. Tastes really good. A uh, couple of things I wanted to mention before we get into our Bible study today is that you guys have done awesome because you bought all of the daily fills. They're gone. We sold them all, Dad. But they're going to come out with some more next year, so you can be looking for some if you missed it. But you can still pre-order your copy of Dad's new book, Uncanceled. It's going to be out in February. And uh, the only place you can reserve a signed copy right now is Talk Shop Live. So the guys will drop a link in there for you to see where to go to get that if you if you want to go ahead and pre- uh, get a pre-signed uh, or a copy of the book, which would be great. Uh, also, uh, you can find Dad on Substack. I didn't even know you were on Substack till they told me. It's called philrobertson.substack.com. Hmm. And here's the deal with Substack. It's really interesting because it was started by a bunch of journalists who got tired of being censored for their content. You know, they do an online article somewhere and some big tech company just goes in and takes it out. So they started this whole new platform called Substack and it's uncensored. It's one of the few places if you go through any of the other ones. And so now your newsletters on there, your blogs, all the stuff that you're putting out. So it's free. It's free. Uh, if you subscribe, so check it out. Phil Robertson.substack.com. So I was impressed at cause you're right up there with all the, that's all the big journalists, ha. the big boys. Yeah. So well, it's who yeah, here you go. Here you are. So tell me what y'all, I was gone. And so Zach was, uh, in my shoes for the last, uh, Four podcasts. So y'all did uh, Matthew, correct? Chase, I heard it was just a laugh a minute without me here. I tried to tell a few funnies, and but I realized that Zach and Phil are perhaps <laughs> the hardest people in the world to make laugh on purpose. So <laughs> I got off that. And we, uh, <laughs> so for all the uh, more serious listeners, we, I thought we had a pretty good. Talk about what did we do? We did twenty. So y'all did Matthew. twenty and twenty-one, and twenty-two. Yeah, that's what we did. We right. did the try. We I think we did twenty-one and twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, because we had done most and, of twenty yeah. before. So and look, it wasn't easy. These are these are chapters that I had not been deeply thoughtful about before right. prior to this. So I learned a lot. It was it was great. Well, you know, the the way I've kind of looked at the whole book, and everybody outlines it differently, but I sort of outlined it from the standpoint of that he sort of had five major addresses 
that Matthew records. And then there's a lot of stuff going on around each one. And when you get into this fifth one, where he's about to start today, and we're about to start today in Matthew 23, you really have to understand at this point the context of the book and what he's trying to convey, or you'll miss a lot of stuff, especially when we get into 23 and 24 and 25, because a lot of people, they'll mix and match you know, with some of the language Jesus uses to have it, you know, applying to a lot of different things. And so that's why I think it's really crucial to remember that this whole thing has been about him saying, look, this is, this is the kingdom. This is new. This is different. I mean, this is the old ways were this, but I'm introducing something different. And so a lot of this applies directly into that, but man, you get a lot of different, you know, people apply this all over the place. One one point I would just like to make here, when you're dealing with the description of the God who became flesh, now we say it and it's just kind of like words, but in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth you get to John 1, 1, and the beginning was the Word. Here's, here's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This being, Jesus Christ, can eradicate, kill dead, the entire population, birds, animals, reptiles, and humans, and the whole thing. He can, it can disappear in a moment, and he has the power to slaughter the entire human race this quick. He's the one they're talking to. Well, if you think about it like that, in all these texts, they're basically saying, he is, do not mess with me. That's right. I love you. I want the best for you, but you do not want to mess with me. That's what I'm reading when I read through Matthew and the events and the people he's dealing with. I'm going up there. I'm going to die, be buried, raised from the dead. And they all go, ha, ha. It's a, it's a laugh. It's a joke. He's a joke. Right. And he's come riding up on a donkey, and they said, look at this. And they're trying to figure out these ways to outthink him. Well, if you're the creator of the cosmos, Al, I mean, you, you, you hold the keys to life and death. Right. And he's going to give both. Yeah. And he gives warning. And he said, this is the way the kingdom's going to be. Find this. Find me and move forward, and you'll be okay. Right. So... No, He's think, not asking for the moon here. I think you're right. And remember the arch we're talking about. Remember we started this in Matthew chapter 5 with him saying, this is the way you're going to live in this new setup. You know, He's blessed or blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed. So he talks, he starts out, it's pretty soft. That's right. You know, this is what we're going to look like. And then when we get now, by the time we get to the end, this is his last discourse. He tends to be turning the. <laughs> but this is almost like another sermon on the mount. It is, but but it's geared the, toward the religious leaders right. exactly. and, and sects that. I mean, I was thinking about how to discuss this because he just land blasted them and, and basically said, "Go invite the prostitutes and." <laughs> It's lamb-basted, not lamb-blasted. 
I mean, you want me to laugh? Ha ha. I mean, you, 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 see, you, see, there's a joke. There's a funny. I thought about I've been it. back. I, for, I'll laugh I've been back every time minutes. you butcher the English language. I will laugh a little bit. Well, we were supposed to have a guest. Lamb lamb blasted. <laughs> Look, we were supposed to have a guest on today. We which were, I, which I think we're doing. She's going to be on. Yeah. Well, later. Missy referred to our guest. She said, "Well, she's because I, you know, I was doing my research, which means ask Missy, because I don't watch TV." And she said, like, Missy knew her, didn't she? Oh, she knew her, big fan. And she said, uh, Are you going to say the hide her, de- uh, her? No, we can thing. say well, Candy McEnany, yeah. All right. So she'll be on. She'll be on a couple of podcasts from now. So. Yeah. So Missy said she's very articulate. And uh, she's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she went to, she went to, uh, what's the Oxford? For a year, yo, and then she went to she graduated from Harvard Law School. So, yo, yo, she is going to raise up the IQ of this group. I can tell you. Well, that. so what I was going to say is, you know, in the redneck world, I mean, we're the we're the only world left that people can make fun of because yeah, we're we're unoffendable, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, You're right. And the education, I mean, most everyone in my family are highly educated. Yeah, except me. <laughs> and but a lot of but a lot you're the of, pater familias. You're the you're the leader of the whole. See, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that, what, you want to explain what, that one? Too? But what I was going to say is a lot of sophisticated words that I've come across, and I feel like I can represent the redneck culture in this. I heard that once upon a time, but I thought it's not worth using. So I'm not familiar with a lot of words, especially those with a lot of syllables. <laughs> and it's not that I haven't heard it before. I, I wasn't taught that. I just thought, hmm, I could have I could say the same thing <laughs> it just, using a more simple word. So if you don't use it, you mess them up, which is a common theme with Psy, K, and we all laugh because they have just enough, you know, and me at yeah. times. To make so, it funny. But That's, you know, to his point, I mean, Jesus went to great lengths. When you start talking about IQ, acumen, you know, the knowledge, when you're looking at God in flesh and he's having to carry on a conversation with humans, he had to dumb it down. Oh, well, I'm just saying <laughs> I mean, sim- the simplicity was the key to what he said. Well, and that's interesting. Let's take a break. So on my recent trip, I had an interesting thing happen at probably about 35,000 feet. I went to the uh, little tiny bathroom on my airplane, and I was listening to my music, which I always do on my Raycons. And, of course, now you have to wear the stupid mask 24-7 on the plane, and they're just, I mean, they've gotten very belligerent about that. So, But I go in the bathroom, I think, well, I'm going to pull the mask off and at least get a few moments of air, such as it is. As I'm pulling it off, I catch one of my Raycons with the mask, with the, you know, the thread on the mask, and it pops right down into the toilet. Oh, wow. And right down the hole. So there's no retrieving that. I don't know where it goes on an airplane, but it was gone. So then the worst part about it, I got no music for the rest of the flight. And now I'm missing my it's right Raycon. Burial at air. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so somebody, when they, they're, somebody's going to find that, I guess, at some point. I don't know how they, they do that, but it's no good without the other. So I got to check uh, these guys out to get my replacement coming soon. The holidays are coming up faster than you think. Now's the time to knock out your gift list 
and get you some Raycons. They're fantastic earbuds. They work great. If you go right now to their website, which is buyraycon.com, you're going to get 15% off site-wide. And when you use the code word HOLIDAY, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y, HOLIDAY, at buyraycon.com slash unashamed. So check them out, buyraycon.com slash unashamed. Use the code HOLIDAY, 15% off any of your Raycon order. That's interesting, Dad, because you're right. And the biggest accusation against him was that this guy's from Nazareth. I mean, there's a bunch of idiots in Nazareth. I mean, that's what they were saying. I mean, what good thing can They were treating him for maybe one notch above a redneck. That's right. But you, you know, got to remember. This now I was gonna, I was gonna bring up with Kaylee, which maybe if y'all, I'll practice this on y'all if we don't think we should go there because I don't know much about politics. But what I've noticed is when people try to get the redneck world vote, that's a struggle. Now George Bush Jr. he he got it because he he does what we do. Right. He was like. You know the strategery. <laughs> well, people thought it's funny, you know, because he would his words would. But to me, I thought sounds right. And you're Str- right, strategery. The, the elites made fun of him, but the common man said, "That's my kind of well, guy." That's that, my kind he's of come guy. up with a he's, new word. He's a real guy. Now, look what I found fascinating about Trump. I was going to ask you about this because here's a guy from New York. I'm I'm sure he's highly educated, but he is articulate. Right. But he's trying to to get the flyover states vote. Right. So he just kept it real simple. Build the wall. That's right. Believe me. <laughs> That's you, right. you just think about it. he yeah. had all these sayings that he just said over and over, and That's people right. like, yeah. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. I, I, so. Somewhere back when Donald Trump was running the country. And did an outstanding job, in my humble opinion. Agreed. I wrote down in my Bible, for some reason, the definition of Trump. And I put under there, acumen, A-C-U-M-E-N. Keenness is the definition of acumen. Of the word Trump? The, the, the no, word acumen. When oh. you look at Donald Trump, to me, he was a guy who ran the country for four years. Acumen, he had a, a tremendous acumen. Keenness and quickness yep. in understanding and dealing with a situation. Shrewdness. Yep. Yep. Mental acuteness. Yep. And I wrote that down under Donald Trump. If you go with his personality, you'd rip him to shreds with his personality now. Right. But with his acumen, if you had stayed there and camped out there and looked at what he accomplished, and especially his belief in God, and his belief, he pro-life, pro-gun, pro-God, and someone says, I wonder if he's the one we want. I'm like, oh, yeah, but his personality is kind of caustic, so I don't like him. So I hear these women say that. Yeah. A lot of women say, well, you know, he just he offended me because he was just too, he had a caustic personality, so they didn't vote for him, I guess, because of his, his not policies, but because of his, Personality. So, so, Dad, when we when I we, overlooked any kind of any kind of caustic speech. When we have Kaylee on, because I read her book and and it's really a good book, I want you to ask her that same thing. I want you to read that and ask her because she in the year she was worked for him, she's on the phone with Trump and with him in person yep. multiple times every day. So, all the things about what people think about Trump—you hate him, you love him, you don't like this, you don't like that. 
this woman actually spent a lot of time with Trump. So I want you to ask her that question on the podcast. When I, well, I don't believe I'd ever heard that word acumen. So Mental, what's it mean? Didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't there a car? Is there a car? What it means there? is the definition is keenness and quickness in understanding and dealing with the situation. That's that's the that's Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, he, no, that's a great definition. They tried. No, I'm thinking of Acura. There's an Acura. In other words, well, he's is that a plain form of acute <clears throat> acuteness? And what was Probably the other word the you were using? Acoustic. Men, mental acuteness and the and caustic is is uh, you have a personality that's that's a sandpaper. Yes, sandpaper. It grates against people. How do you spell that? Caustic. He was putting little one-liners in on the computer, but a lot of people didn't like that because he. He had a caustic, meaning hmm. it's hard just, to get along with. Well, you know, and sometimes, sometimes I think bombastic. He, a little sometimes bit. I think he's joking, but they're just not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he just has a way about. He it. could have toned it down a little bit, but I wasn't voting on it. You know, what, I wasn't Dad? backing him because of his personality. Here's here's my assessment. Since we're, <clears throat> we're we're there now, then we'll get back where we were. Is that when I first heard Trump? But before I knew anything about him, especially in how he was with other Republicans, I was like, man, somebody needs to like tone this guy down. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. Donald Trump. I mean, dad is a biblical version of Donald Trump. It'd be like me telling you, now, dad, when you're speaking, don't say this, that and the other. I mean, I wouldn't even try to do that because right. you are who you are. When you approach the word of God, he's the same way, but about politics. Same and, way. I mean, you well, can't. Well, Phil came out of a rough background. And so. He didn't tend to sugarcoat things. Right. So the first few times he spoke. Hey, so did Trump. That's right. I know. But I was going to make the point. You're the one of the few speakers that I've ever heard that early on, there would be a notable gasp from the audience at different times. They were like, <gasps> caustic, caustic. <laughs> you toned it down. <laughs> You've gotten a little softer. Well, good. I'm glad I mispronounced that word so we could have a moment yeah, of that's hilarity. <laughs> and uh, all right, so I was. But lambasted, I could see lamb blasted yeah, is not a word. What but did I say? You yeah. said lamb blasted. Lambasted is the word. But by adding that L, you, you what you have done, Jace, if you've taken another, lamb you made blasted. a new word because lamb blasted works. But it's just not the you right. You know what? Yeah. I think I like lamb blasted better. <laughs> yeah. This is how words evolve. This is evolve. how words evolve. You're That's right. You can get away with it because they understand. <laughs> we, the we're, we're in charge, the redneck world, of taking common words and putting different spins on them. And, and what look you brought out another thing that most people would not realize looking at dad. We talk about dad. He has a minor in English. Mm-hmm. You taught English. You were my English teacher in middle school. And so it's not like you don't have a, a strong he vocabulary. Didn't, he didn't pass that gene down. <laughs> what he did I to me. I just I What it. happened is I got a second help and you got nothing, Jason. But what I was going like to say your, is I, we I, don't care. The redneck world does not you're care. Right, you're right. You, if people, they mispronounce words every day. In my inner circle, it's a constant <laughs> abuse of the English language. Of the Queen's we English. We choose not to assimilate into that world. Because using perfect English, and I studied it in, in college, it comes across like you're a sissy. <laughs> and I want to be more even... blunt than a sissy. It, yeah. it just seems sissy-like. You, you're using flawless English. And I'm like, uh, I thought you were going to say millennial or yuppie. I wasn't expecting sissy. That was no. that one got it. I don't even know what that means. Well, really you think fail. about it a while, it'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so let's take a break. 
So I'd say we understand that standing up for what you believe in can be challenging. Uh, but when you have principles, that's what you do. And unfortunately, a lot of times in the corporate world, in the business world, you don't have a lot of people standing very firm. They're very wish-washy. They go with the flow. Whatever newest group comes along, that's who they are. One of our sponsors is a group that's been around for a while, and they've been you know, big supporters of us, and so we want to help them out as well. And they're called Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Everybody's got a cell phone now, so this is a way to get a provider that has some of the same values that you do. They offer broad nationwide coverage, uh, use the same towers as all the major carriers. They fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides excellent customer service. So they share your values. They fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, veteran and first responders. So check them out, patriotmobile.com slash fill. Or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation with the offer code Phil. They always have a special discount for veterans and first responders. So uh, check these guys out, patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or call them at 972-PATRIOT. All right, so let's get back to Matthew. I don't know. That was a wide turn right is what that was. Well, here's what I was going to say is – I don't you know. started with well, Jesus lambasted, lambasted, lamblasted, <laughs> whichever one you prefer, and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and then it kind of culminates into this speech, which is quite heated. Well, he's and, got he's got seven, woes. and they're portraying themselves out as sinless, right? That's the portrayal they're trying to get at him out. The one who's fixing to die for their sins. So I want well, I, I want to get y'all's take though on the first two three verses because I find this fascinating. And and when I went back and was preparing for today, what chapter? Uh, twenty three, uh, Matthew twenty three. Yeah. Jesus said to the crowds and to the disciples. Now he's aiming at a certain. Remember, everybody's there. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So he establishes their right to do what they're doing and be who they are. In other words, he's saying they're representatives of Moses and the law. And this thing has been guiding them for 1,500 years. years. That's right. So he says, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you. So I, I like that he establishes that. No, he, he's. I put them there. Well, the, you know, it's what we know. What they represent right. is good. Right. That, that, I think it goes back to when he says, I didn't come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill it. I think it, these principles that were in place were good things. That's right. But they should lead you to a lawgiver, an yeah. actual person and, and a being. So he does start off, be careful when he starts off bragging on you just a little bit, because then it's just well, followed. The, the key, <laughs> the key, there's a setup, because the key word, and by the way, anytime you see this word in the Bible, it should give you pause to then think about what went before it. Because he said he says that, and they'll say, okay, that's pretty good. But, when you see the word but, he's fixing to give you some more. But, do not do what they do, mm-hmm. for they do not practice what they preach. So he establishes the whole speech by saying, they're there because God put them there. They're representative of something good. So listen to what they say, but don't do what they do. They tie up heavy loads. And put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger. 
to move them. Right. Which is and the if key you look point. at modern day religion, even under the grace of God through Jesus, his death for us, his burial of resurrection, if you look at the things that we have bound people with, Jace, to tell you about it, he, he visits a lot of places. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so do I. How you look at it, they, they get put heavy loads on you, right. heavy loads. Don't do this. Everything is a rule, rule, rule. Creeds. Well, there's no compassion. Yeah. The difference here between them and Jesus, there's no compassion. They they have the rules, but there's no path. And, and they look at the pe- their people as hopeless because it says they're not helping them. They're, they're not willing to lift a finger to move them. Right. They're not doing anything other than walking around, and you see the next verse 5, Everything they do is done for men to see. Right. Yep. They make their phylacteries, which, you know, I wouldn't have known what that was had I not researched, but basically a box they wore on their head yeah. with scripture. Did you ever see any of that in Israel? I wonder if they still do that to this day. I mean, I Did can't ever, recall. I mean, but, I've seen the curly hair and like yeah. the prayer tassels, but I wonder, do they still wear the phylacteries? They had the I, I, look as being very religious. Well, if you're going around with a box on your head full of prayers, yeah, I mean that's well, and some and some of it was like scriptures or laws right, or whatever it right. contained, and and it's like, hey, look at me, look how much I have on top of look my head. Look how big my box. Well, you can is. see what Jesus represents. He's all about the heart, which is not the pumping heart, but the right. the soul of a man, and and how you make your decisions. And they're like, oh, look how many pieces of paper I have on my head in this box. Right, yeah. and they and it says they they and they have they love to have men call them rabbi. Yeah, and they love the place of I mean, honor. I'm a, I'm a big dog, but you know they but, love the honor. They love the place of honor at banquets, the yeah. important seats. The they love to seat. be greeted in the marketplace. They wanted to be called special names that showed that they were as godlike. I mean, rabbi. But don't you? Reverend. But hadn't y'all seen that today? Because I'll go speak somewhere and look, because I worked for years for a church, you know, preaching. So they'll ask me, they'll say, well, what, when we introduce you, what title do we use? Yeah. You know, cause it's, again, this thing is carried forward. And so I always, my joke is I always say, so, well, I prefer your excellency. And I say it serious and they look at me like, really? And I'm like, pompous. Yeah. I said, I prefer that. I said, but you can just call me Al. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I think it would have been good to say, "How about sinner?" <laughs> there you because go. Because of I mean, sinner saved by grace. <clears throat> because of these well, texts we're reading, to this day, if they say you're a preacher, and I'm like, "No, no, I'm not a, I'm not a bona fide certified preacher. I'm just not one." I said, well, and yet, I, I you proclaim, do a lot of preaching. <laughs> well, I, I, I point people to Jesus, but I won't carry that the weight of, well, he's a preacher, therefore he's got... Because of this context. I won't say it. Well, and look, you trained us... You've noticed that, out. Yeah, and you trained us in that day. You told us, since I was a boy, I remember you saying, boys, let me tell you something. Don't tell people how great you are. If someone thinks you're great, that's fine, But you, because you're that. But don't tell... You don't tell them. And and that stuck with me all these years. Where's the verse that says a man shouldn't think of himself more highly than Romans Romans 12. Yeah, Romans 12. Romans 12, about verse 10 or so. I'm at Romans 12, and I don't see it. Romans, in verse 4, verse 3, do not think, for the grace given to me, I say unto every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, 
but rather of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith. I think God that's given. the way we yeah, should be. Now, look, right. here's what's funny to me. And, and all, all that coming from a guy who, he, when he, like in jest, gave his titles, Paul, I mean, he listed his whole thing. He he had more yeah. titles than you could possibly have, but he was like, none of that matters. No, that's right. But I mean, to that's me, not, he, hang on, Jess, let's take our last break. So it's that time of year, we like to say, tis the season, when people are looking for great gift ideas and uh, and different things to give to their loved ones. We know that uh, a lot of you guys out there in Unashamed Nation are always looking for some good uh, Unashamed merch. And so we want to let you know there's going to be a 20% off discount right now if you use the right code to be able to get some holiday items or just some items for yourself, which is always good. So you go to Phil Merch. P-H-I-L-M-E-R-C-H dot com. PhilMerch dot com. The promo code is unashamed20. That's unashamed20. It's going to get you 20% off. And so it's some really cool looking unashamed gear. Uh, Thanks for you to give to someone just to say I love you and also support Unashamed Nation. So we love you guys. We're so glad uh, that you're out there and that you're with us. So uh, unashamed20, PhilMerch dot com. People in our world do the same thing when they then get to verse 9. It says, don't call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. So they're like, people, they'll throw the Catholics under the bus because they they call father. They're like, I mean, that's what it says. But other denominations do the same thing, even using the almost word pastor a, or preacher or brother. Cause, cause they can even take brother to another. Because if exactly. you're if you're brother Jace, that means you're not just Jace. So. Don't become a Pharisee in trying to defend what you're doing when Jesus was land fasting. <laughs> You actually I like blasted better. You, you actually, and we've proven that. You, you actually, Al, you you don't need need the title. You don't need the title. No, which is his point. Just let it go. Because if you love the title more than you love what you're doing, you'll become like these guys. And you bring all kinds of of uh, unregulated. Uh, patting you on the back. Yeah. I mean, if they said, well, that's a brother, so that's a preacher, he's a... Well, I, we call our earthly father's father. Because yep. some people get technical, and they say, well, we can't do that because of this verse. Right, but I think it's father. a legalistic way. His point was these people have elevated themselves and not the lawgiver. They're, they're thinking the powers in and of themselves. I mean, to me, I thought about this long and hard how to explain this, because this, to me, is a difficult chapter to go in. A lot of people think, because he just says the same thing over and over about they want to look a certain way, but they're not, they're hypocrites. That's what we, the modern day word for it is hypocrite. Well, he's going to call them that quite often. In, I mean, he the calls time. them snakes. And so I got to thinking how to describe them. Here's what I came up with. Young Tim, if I'm right or wrong. They, the Pharisees and the teacher of the law that he's addressing, to me, stay with me on this, remind me of refrigerator salesmen. Refrigerator salesmen. Now, just think about this. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm thinking about it. If you, I'm thinking about the last refrigerator salesman. Okay. I'm let's think about this. I, I Go with me on this. Right. And then when you read Matthew 23, it'll right. be like when you open the door to a refrigerator, what happens? Light comes on. Light comes on. Yeah. Well, the refrigerator is only as good as it's plugged in. Which ours so, is unplugged because it's wh- so loud. Yep. 
Yeah. This is where I got the idea. Uh So the power source that provides the power to the refrigerator, that is ultimately the greatest part. Mm -hmm. Because if you unplug it. It doesn't work. And you leave your food in it, guess what? It, you've got a picture of the Pharisees. It looks great on the outside, but you open it, they're not plugged into the power. Nothing there. Nothing there. But here, here's here's why. Except I, rotten, stinking food. Yeah. yeah, now that would be a good illustration, but then I That's got to thinking good. further. If you go try to, here's, here's what you get into, and I think this is why he's doing this in different ways. So next time you're in town, Phil, which may be, 2025, (laughs) if you stop at a place that sells refrigerators, you know what I found interesting? They'll have one. You go to the salesman, do this, because it's really a lot of fun, and say, look, I'm thinking about buying a refrigerator. Well, you'll go over there, and look, they'll have 100 to choose from. One of them will be, you know, $1,700. One of them, $1,200. And so you're like, you just ask the question, what's the difference? And then they come to this life. one keeps keeps everything cold. So you open the next one. You're like, what about this one? <laughs> keeps everything cold. You know, like, what about this? Everything, well, for two hundred dollars more, you can uh, keep everything cold. <laughs> <laughs> so then the, you're like, well, what? Why should I have that? Well, he'll open the door and he'll say, but look here, you have a little place for butter. <laughs> and you say what you do there is you you put your uh you put your butter and they'll have little egg holders mm-hmm. y'all seen a refrigerator i'm like why are all they all different it's just a ploy it's all a way to get you to spend your money yeah but guess yeah. what they're all, it, it, it's just you're spending your bottom way. line they're all, it's just it, they're all the same <laughs> i mean big and small okay but other than that what else is there well, you got the ones in the door that you can get the water and the ice on the outside of the refrigerator. That's yeah. a little something. Yeah. Something okay. Different. I'll give you a hundred bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're looking, you're like, you're talking about a scam. Yeah. You got a hundred different prices on refrigerator with one goal. The power source <clears throat> still is hooked onto the wall where you plug it in. Yeah, that's right. And that's when you make this thing complex. That's where you you get off. Right. And I think that's what they did. They should have been thinking, who wrote this? What was his point? What was his point? Not my point. You don't go into the marketplace to be noticed. You go in the marketplace, so hopefully people will notice Jesus in some way. This gets into you what we the represent. Law, the power is greater. Now he right. makes an interesting point because the, the, the law was written down on stone tablets mm. and passed down to them. And the thing was jumping up and down and fire coming out of it. And he said, just take it easy. They all said, don't have him speak anymore because we'll all die. If he opens his mouth, we're all dead. That's right. And Moses said, no, he's just doing that to keep you from sinning. Well, he had the tablets with him, and they didn't write them. He did. But they ended up being this way. Right. That Jesus addresses. Not good. No. And they were written, by the way, by some sort of... There was no mercy involved in that. It was keep it or die. And they were written by some sort of divine fire because Moses wasn't chiseling it on the stone. That's right. This was the divine chiseling on the stone. So fire and brimstone, fire and brimstone 
is is taken down to the people through the law, but then when Jesus shows up, it's grace and mercy. Right. He's saying to them, you know, I, I'm the one that can save you. Right. Not not these. You haven't kept these statutes. Right. You've butchered them, but you're acting like you're 100 percent perfect. You're not. Which, by the way, that's why he had to come here, in a in and become one of us. That's why he canceled this code. Right. Because when he did that, remember we did the before when he, he bends down, he touches somebody. I mean, you couldn't touch the mountain. Oh. You couldn't get near it. You thought if you even saw what was happening, you were going to die. All was fearful. The idea of just. You know, it, earlier when he's with his disciples, are going to pick up a few grains and eat. What, what are you doing? Yep. You know, you heal somebody. A, a great deed. They're sitting there nitpicking it, saying, what are you doing on the Sabbath? I mean, you're supposed to be where you can't work. And he, they just were twisting on every little bitty thing. Right. Man, what a what a way to live, Al. It'd be terrible. And and that's the beauty of what he's trying to describe. And I'll, I'll read these last two. We'll get into the woes next time. But it says, the greatest among you, verse 11, will be your servant, which he includes, by the way, himself. Because mm-hmm. he can't, he said, I came here to serve. Uh, not to be served for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And that was the whole concept. You, you, you want the name, you want the position, you want everybody to think you're so great. You want to sit up front instead of in the back, but none of that matters. That's right. I mean, what matters is, is that people are pointed to him, which some of this stuff is still here to this day. It is. It's terrible. And it's one of the things that gives That's us a, a bad name. A lot of name. people, it does, you know, like shut the door in their face, you know, and you, you you keep people from entering the kingdom because when they look around, once they get there, they got all these rules and regulations and this and that and the other, and they're like, you know, give me a break. Right. You know, but that plate is always, you know, they make sure that plate goes around. Or the prosperity That's gospel. why we don't even pass the plate. I, said, well, no. I was going to read first, I mean, no, 2 Corinthians 4 5, it says, we don't preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, which is the exact opposite of what they were doing. And ourselves as his servants, for God said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power, which goes back to plugging in to the wall as a refrigerator, is from God and not from us. And remember this, I'll bring it up again because we did it earlier. If you turn back two pages from from Matthew 23, and he's talking to them here. Just remember, Al, we're going up to Jerusalem. He told his disciples, and the Son of Man will be betrayed, you say, into whose hands? To the chief priests and the teachers of the law, they will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified on the third day he'll be raised from the dead. So when you're reading chapter two pages later, he's already said that about four times. By the time you get to him talking to them, he's not cutting them any slack here. No. He knows, he said, the same people I'm talking to that are paying the big dog with me, that they're going to kill me. That's right. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna still die for the sins of the world, and I'll be I'll resurrect them on the last day. So, and, he, and he's still going to speak truth to power. You so. bet. Which is important. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll pick up uh, with the woes uh, next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. 
And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.